Welcome to the Enduro Method podcast. Enduro Method is an online strength and conditioning program built for those who ride by those who ride. We are professional coaches dedicated to building the best and most revolutionary off the bike training for dirt bikers around. We are offering a special discount for our podcast listeners. Use discount code EMPODCAST22 for 50% off your first month. For more information, head to the description of this podcast where you can find the discount code and a link for more information and to sign up. All right. And we're live. I'm here with Justin Lineweber and um, he's been, what would you call your role for King of Motos for the last couple of years? So King of the Motos race director. Race since, director. Uh, yeah. Uh, 2020, 2021. And then again, now in 2023. Awesome. Well, before we get into the King of Motos, let's um, maybe give a little bit of your background, how you got into riding, and then how you definitely got into being a race director. All right. Well, I uh, I started riding when I was five years old. I come from a two-wheel racing legacy family, so to speak. My dad was one of the pioneers in early drag racing. Um, he did the AMA circuit back in the day that included road racing and flat track, um, you know, when it had a uh, TTs in it and all that fun stuff. And then uh, we moved out to Johnson Valley and uh, he, he pioneered a lot of the trails, uh, not out in the hammers, but the other side of the valley. And then when I was old enough to start riding, I started riding and riding those trails. Um, I got into hammers uh, in 2013, I think was the first motos or 2012 was the first king of the motos. And I went out and I watched uh, Graham Jarvis and um, Destry Abbott, who was my childhood hero, you know, living out in the desert out here um, on his kicks. Uh, well, he was on kicks 450 that day, but I watched him growing up on the kicks 500. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to come do that next year. And uh, so I showed up, I think it was in 13 on a kicks 500. And um, I'll never forget, quick little side story. I'm standing there, there's a guy in a uh, Kawasaki jacket and I start talking to him and I go, you know, hey, what would you run for tire pressure and what would you do this and what would you do that? And he's just kind of, you know, looking at me and he's like, what are you riding? And I said, KX500. He said, yeah, you're crazy. And he just walked away. It turns out it was Larry Rossler and um, I got a quick history lesson on who Larry was and stuff, but uh then I raced it on and off for years uh, on the KX250F with Kawasaki. Their um, uh, R&D and parts side, uh, they were able to loan me a bike, and I got to race it, and I really got into it. Um, so with that, every year that I kind of had an injury or wasn't ready to race, I would help out Jimmy, uh, you know, Jimmy Lewis, the founder of King of the Motos. And uh, so doing that, led into uh, just helping him more and more over the years. And then uh, when he was done with it, he was just, uh, you know, ready to move on to his next thing. He, uh, I bugged Dave Cole, the owner of King of the Hammers, for about a year to let me come back and put on motos. And uh, he's gracious enough to let us come back in 2020 and, and be part of the, you know, the massive King of the Hammers week that's grown to be just this uh, – what do they call it? The burning man of off-road off-roading. So um, the fact that we get to bring the bikes here and kind of be a, a part of that's pretty cool. And uh, brought it back at 20, 21, and then uh, took a year off in 22. And now we're back in 23. Awesome. Yeah, it really is. I was, 
I mean, I kind of had an idea. I thought of what to expect the first year coming out. I was just blown away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty intense, like to be there and then to see what those crawlers can do too. Is, it's insane. Yeah. To see them go up the same trails in the hammers that we do. And then, you know, you talk to them and you're like, holy smokes, you guys are going up that in a big car. And then they look at us, holy smokes, how the heck are you guys doing this on a bike? Right. So it's, it's a cool clashing of worlds that uh, it really brings recognition to both sides. So it's, it's a cool experience. Yeah. What does, um, what does this year look like from um, format perspective? So this year's format, um, we've got a Saturday morning. We're, well, Friday, we're going to have the riders meeting about 7 p.m., the big tent, like always. Um, starting at noon on Friday, you can come in and uh, get the GPS tracks and uh, tracker. Uh, you know, we'll be using the yellow brick trackers like we did in 20. Just keeps uh, helps us keep an eye on everybody for safety. There's a safety button on them and, and also for any course deviations. So following Friday night, we'll start off Saturday morning. Uh, we'll have a one-at-a-time prologue. It'll be about two miles long, just outside of Hammertown. So we'll use their start-finish gate. Um, it'll be fun. It's going to be more challenging than the previous short prologue I put on. But uh, at most of these uh, hard enduro races we go to, you know, it's the promoters do a really good job of having that prologue to set us up for start gate. But a lot of times, it's uh, it has to be close has to be short and so in that it kind of becomes sort of easy like a desert loop so i kind of took that i'm about half desert loop on that and then the last half of it's pretty technical so it should really set the the starting gate for the afternoon race on saturday more in the mind of of how the the hard enduro races uh you know should line up so there's that'll hopefully alleviate some of the, you know, bottlenecks. I don't really have too many areas uh, that I'm worried about, but I'm hoping that'll be part of it. So, uh, so that brings us to Saturday race two. Uh, it's going to be about 12 miles. Again, we'll have a remote start pretty close to Hammertown for spectators and ease of access. And then uh, we'll finish inside Hammertown using their finish line. Nice. And, uh, I don't want to give away too much because, you know, the, the course is a secret. And all you guys come out here and hunt for my tracks, but uh, it, it's going to be a good, uh, good second race. Is it um, like as many laps as possible or is it just one and done on that? Just one and done. I'm uh, estimating the pros will do it in like, you know, I'm always wrong, but <laughs> I want to say 45 minutes will be a, a pro. And then, uh, you know, down through the classes it's got a three hour time limit okay so we'll see and we have three checkpoints and um so everybody will make a check for sure and um everybody goes on to sunday and so the way it works is uh saturday morning sets your starting position for saturday night oh. or saturday afternoon excuse me and that sets your starting position for sunday Okay. So everybody gets to race the whole weekend. You know, you get your money's worth. You get to ride and race as much as you can possibly do. Uh, Sunday, we'll start out. Um, I, I Blanking on the schedule start time, but I think it's 9 a.m. Yeah, it's 9 a.m. We run for six hours. Lap one, 
will be um uh what is it uh i've got two different uh distances here ah, lap one is 12 miles and lap two will be 13 and a half uh lap one will have three checkpoints and lap two will have four and uh i've incorporated some rock trails that we're all used to and there's no desert valley crossings at all oh, so okay. wow. yeah the the loops between or the transitions between the rock trails are going to be you know just more rock trails but ones we're not used to or difficult single track so that's i'm pretty excited about that um loop one will probably uh probably weed out uh 50 to 80 percent of the riders and then lap two i'm hoping to have about uh i don't know i don't even want to really guess i just want you guys to come out and enjoy it because uh the from check four to the finish is all new to what motos have done and um it, it's probably the hardest thing out here i've ever ridden awesome so that's exciting <laughs> So is it is lap one and lap two running off of the same track at all, or is it completely new terrain? So um, lap one will be, uh, well, uh, yeah, lap two will use about 70 to 80% of lap one. Okay, so it kind of just has hard offshoots and then come back on kind of thing and cruise around. No, uh, I don't, uh, that's really hard to manage. You have to have someone sitting there at every offshoot. So what I did is just check three, you take a right for lap one, check three, you go straight for lap two to check four. And then from check three, essentially, to the finish is going to be uh, different. All new trail. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. That sounds fun. Yep. Uh, is it So it's much more because I'm like from 20 to 21, 20 had a bunch of kind of separate single track that was off the main chute so like king of the hammers and then 21 was a little bit more up and down the canyons and stuff like that so this is kind of going back more to 20. no i would say it's uh it's like 21 with the rock canyons with just more um just more of that more difficulty than than 21. okay so yeah in 20 we had like valley crossing so it's just a a, a full-on marathon race all day long right but one we kind of had a shorter loop that was more difficult and now 22 is again the the shorter loop that's that's difficult wait yeah those valley crossings were funny because it was my first year racing with a gps and mm -hmm. i think i had my backlight super low because i was like worried about battery life for some silly reason and so i could never see the screen without you know, literally taking my hands like this in the visor and shutting my bike <laughs> off. And like, you'd be ripping through the, and there's just little offshoots that were everywhere. And I'd be like, oh, I'm still on the main track. I see tracks. And I look down, I'm 300 feet to the right and just have to stop, backtrack, you know, get back on. It was pretty funny. I was like, well, that was a mistake. Lesson learned on that one. Yeah. Yeah. That, we're GPS again this year, uh, kind of tying into what you're talking about and um i i get this question quite often is what the what's the two best gps units i recommend and i like uh the trail tech voyager and uh the garmin e series so that that's the two i recommend 
If you get the E-Trex, it's easy to go with a double setup on that. Uh, the Garmin Trail Tech, I've never really needed a double, even making the, the course. You know, I can toggle between close and far pretty easy on that thing, and it works good. So, yeah. And then from there, for those that are maybe never used it before, you just come in with a clear GPS unit, get the tracks uploaded, figure out how to get them on your screen. Yeah. Pick a good color. <laughs> Yeah, turn it up, carry batteries if you're worried about it, but have the backlight about mid to all the way. Um, the trail techs, you can plug into the bike. That's a part I like about them. You know, you hardwire it in, so you're running off your battery all day. But uh, yeah, what you need to know, uh, we'll get them loaded on. Come with an empty, uh, an empty micro USB for the trail tech and an empty Garmin for uh, the Garmin side. We plug it in, we give you all four tracks, right? So uh, prologue, race one, and then race two, lap one, lap two. So it's four separate tracks. Know how to turn on a track and know how to turn off a track. Uh, it's really important. And, um, and you want to uh, be able to turn your track log on. And it's a good thing to have your track log on, I've always found, uh, but a different shade of color, which you can do on both. Um, so that way, if you do get off track, you can kind of follow your own track back to the main track. Right. But track log's huge because uh, if you come in and you didn't have that on, and someone said you cut course, I have to side with that someone else. But uh, if you had your track log on, I just go look at it and said, no, 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 they did the canyon right. We're good to go. So yeah, track log is important. Right. Are there going to be any course markings? Yeah, we will do the hammers course markings, which is uh, a red background uh, with a white arrow. Uh, we're going to tie in some of the U.S. hard enduro markings so that it stays consistent throughout the whole season for you guys. Um, but due to the hammers and, and GPS, we're definitely only going to be using them in maybe uh, if there's a technically dangerous spot or, you know, maybe a super confusing X or something. Uh, I don't want you guys having to sit there and figure it out on your GPS. I want you to be able to stay riding. So that's where your course markings will show up. Awesome. Uh, what do the classes look like? As far so as- probably... Go ahead. Oh, just, yeah. If you're doing just amateur and pro, or are you doing CBA, women's, that kind of stuff? Yeah, so we're going to, uh, we're the first round of the US Hard Enduro Series. And uh, also the first round of their premier championship. So following in line with them, we were able to uh, bring in, we got pro men with a $15,000 overall purse, pro women with a $5,000 overall purse, amateur women. And then we got your amateur A, B, C, 45 plus and youth lights. And uh, I've heard through the grapevine that, uh, you know, uh, Matt and the U.S. Hard Enduro team have seen the need for maybe a 40 expert class. I don't know the exact way they're going to title it yet, but they'll be taking care of splitting up the 45 class at the race. So you don't have to worry about, you know, changing your sign up or anything. We'll just take care of it with uh, the scoring team right when you register, it'll be pretty seamless. So, right. So yeah, that's what we're looking at. Um, we got pretty good signups. We're right now we're, just over, I think, 120 signed up. And I'm looking for that number to climb. Uh, dates to remember for registration, signups, that kind of stuff is January 15th 
the price goes up uh, another 50 bucks. So when we started, we were 200 for amateur, 300 for pro. And uh, in January, can't remember when it went up exactly. I think it was December 15th. It went up 50. And then January 15th, it'll go up 50. And then uh, January 25th, we close registration. So good dates to remember. So what would you say to those amateurs that might be out on the fence a little bit, maybe a little intimidated from some of the media footage they've seen over the years or any of that? Uh, I would say we've all been there, right? So none of us knew when we were coming to our first King of the Motos what to expect. I showed up on a KX500 and I made it 12 miles on Jimmy Lewis's track. And, you know, I made it 12 miles. Like, that was big. And if you're on the fence about coming or not, um, you know, it, once you come out, you'll get hooked. And I set it up so that Saturday is, is uh, doable for everybody. And Sunday lap one, it's going to be a feat to finish. I don't think anybody wants to come out here and be like, oh, man, that was easy. Right. So you want to like, if it takes you all six hours, but you finish, you're going to be proud of that lap one finish. And, uh, and for the guys that, that do lap one and lap two on Sunday, it's going to be, uh, you know, your pros are going to blow us all away. The they do every race, nothing I can do about that, but, uh, right. but it, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun and just the atmosphere and, uh, the coverage that you get with King the hammers. It's, it's just a all in all, really awesome experience yeah i remember in in 20 um same thing you know we don't i'm here in idaho so we don't have that kind of terrain that often and um but going out and doing it and yeah it was it was really fun i mean it was it was challenging um obviously but also doable you know the cool thing about those big canyons is there's like 20 lines through there mm -hmm. You know, the it's one of the races I feel like, with the exception of a couple spots, I think on the single track that I remember, there's not really ever an issue of bottlenecks just because there's a way around almost anybody at any time. Yeah. You know, it's just where you're willing to try and go. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a really cool part of the desert. You know, we have the 25 either side of the course deviation that we allow and out here you're not battling through vines and, and roots and trees and stuff like you would at a different race where it just becomes an impossible feat unless you have a chainsaw out here yeah you just start pushing your bike you can go up anything <laughs> um having ridden out there what kind of tire setup or do you got any tips on that for people yeah um so I run the, the Bridgestone E50X, which is like their gummy FIM tire. It's a 140 by, oh man, I'm going to get in trouble for not knowing this. 140 by 80, I think. Sounds right. And um, yeah, it, it's a really good tire for out here. The IRC tires are really good. You've got your VE33, which is kind of, you know, the best of both worlds. Uh, if you're looking for a little bit more gummy JX8, I've ran all those out here. I've never been disappointed. The JX8 might wear out a little bit faster, kind of like a the Kenda Ibex is still another good comparable tire that, you know, it's it just uh, it, all about how much you spend the tire, really. Is, you know, definitely want a tubeless, two pounds, or, or a moose, a nice soft moose bib. Uh, 
Yeah, that's that's about that will set you up and lots of you know skid plate, swing arm guards if you can get them, <laughs> hand guards, all that good stuff. Um, what do you got? What's what are you most excited about with this year compared to maybe the two previous from your experience? Just building, just building on what we've done has been huge. Um, I'm excited to build on the knowledge of the last two races, me and uh, the team. I've tried to put together uh, a better schedule for you guys, you know, being on a weekend, uh, part of hammers on a weekend is huge to get that spot and um, be able to have their production crews on board, get the coverage from them and, uh, and continue building. So that's what I'm excited about a sustainable platform to, uh, to keep building the race and, and get it to where it needs to be out here. So we got, is it four weeks away? from this weekend uh no it's the yeah it's the fourth weekend but i have three full weeks left three full weeks yeah, yeah three weeks from this weekend yeah um what would you do it's not a whole lot of time but as far as getting people what should people be doing and uh prepping for a little bit training wise i mean um from previous years being in snow here uh one of the years was more or less off the couch and it hurt i remember sitting in one of those canyons and i came to a stop and um shoot who was it i think it was joe namath rolled up right behind me and we both looked at each other and i'm like go ahead and he's like no you go like, no go ahead <laughs> and then i never saw him again but um what should people start doing now i mean getting as much seat time as possible running what do you think I think cardio is huge. That's the the one thing that I struggle with probably the most is cardio and, um, uh, you know, just overall fatigue towards the middle of the day. So make sure your preps, make sure your diet's on, on, uh, on point, have your salt pills or your, uh, your hammer packets or whatever you need to get through the, if you think it's going to take you six hours and you need to have stuff to make it through the six hours. Um, one thing I didn't mention is there's going to be a gas pit stop between the laps at the start finish line. Very well marked. No one will miss it. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's self-serve, we'll say, you know, no outside assistance. So you'll have your gas can set up there in the morning. And then uh, you need to maybe have your hammer packets or your salt pills or extra water, you know, with your gas cans, so you're ready to go. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, just overall, uh seat time is huge but uh work on your cardio because that's when you're pushing up you know you're pushing the bike up you know the, the fifth canyon and your heart's beating a million miles an hour and then you start cramping and it's just over so that, that's what i say is cardio yeah six hours is a long time yep well look at that we got the cat on camera <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> that's what i get for doing this in my living room is laugh. I swear I planned and everything. And then like last minute, I was like, oh no, where do I set up the computer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. So you will be able to have uh, food, extra camel pack or hydration or whatever with your gas can at the pit. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, can you think of anything else? Uh, I'll just touch on a couple quick points. If you're uh, coming as a spectator, with a racer racers get their wristband uh this year uh, included in their racer entry 
So, um, but if you're bringing a wife and kids on, you know, over 12, uh, kids under 12 are free, but over 12, it's uh, right now, uh, the price I think is about 3750 because it just went up from 25. They do a tiered process and everything for hammers as we get closer. So I think it's 3750 a person. Go on kingthehammers.com, buy those. If you're planning on camping, uh, period, on the lake bed, um, anytime after you, if you've been here before, it's like a four-mile dirt road to a gate before you get to the lake bed, and uh, that's where they check your tickets. And if you're planning on camping anywhere past that, you need to buy a camping pass. Um, so camping pass, spectator tickets, get them quick. Uh, again, I think it's January 15th, they go up. You don't want to miss that. Um, for the three-day moto pass on the lake bed at the gate, it'll be 50 bucks a person. So saving quite a bit, getting them early. And uh, if you want to save for all hammers after that, you know, the rest of the 14 days of trophy trucks and rock crawling and rock bouncing and all that crazy stuff, uh, their tickets are, I think, 75, which, you know, it includes motos. Uh, or you can trade in your motos three-day pass if you decide to stay later and they'll give you a discount at the gate for the for the full ticket. So um, that's a big one. Camping pass, uh, spectator passes, and uh, just bike prep and body prep. Yeah, and it's mostly for camping, first come, first serve, right? Just kind of roll in, find a spot. Yeah, exactly. We're going to have uh, kind of a section of Hammer Town. So once you get in the gate, you know, it's all open, everything. And then once you get on the lake bed, you know, from previous years, they uh, – they have, uh, you know, the gated area where all the vendors and all that kind of stuff where the Jumbotron and all that. We'll actually have a little section right in the first gate for Moto's camping. But that will be like when it's full, it's full. And then you'll be outside the gated area, right? which will still be, uh, you know, not as packed because we're the first weekend at Hammers. And, and then after we leave, most of the big car teams and them uh, that are racing trophy trucks and stuff will be coming in. Okay. So. Awesome. Well, really appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah. Hopefully this helps get some folks to sign up, maybe who are on the fence or get some I hope so. out there about it. A, a quick shout out to SRT or uh, their title sponsor at King of the Motos this year. So the correct way uh, to say all that is the SRT King of the Motos first round of the AMA US Hard Enduro Series. So I'm excited. Looking forward to seeing everybody getting their racing family back together and having a fun weekend. Yeah. And if anybody's got any questions or anything, um, and where can they see some info put out on social media and stuff? So uh, I'm free anytime. You can hit me up on KOMJustin72 on Instagram. Um, the King of the Motos Facebook page, I answer all the messages on there. We'll be getting an email with a complete format, um, the GPX appendix, the race mileages, uh, all that stuff, the schedule. We'll be getting that email out to you guys later this week. Um, and then once we get that out, we'll be plastered on social media and on the King of the Hammers site under, uh, uh, what do they call it? Oh, it's it'll be on the King of Hammers site under uh, news. So you'll be able to catch up on anything motos right there. Awesome. So, yeah. Great. Well, really appreciate it. And... Yeah, looking forward to getting out there and doing some racing. Very cool. I'm looking forward to it as well. Should be a good time. <laughs>